If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook in for Brent Musburger today because Brent has very big responsibilities here in the city of Las Vegas. He is over at the South Point 400, so let's get right to the man of the hour as the Grand Marshal of the South Point 400. Of course, NASCAR has come here to Las Vegas. Brent, you've covered just about everything there is to cover in this great world of sports of ours here in Las okay. Vegas. What are the duties of a Grand Marshal that you have today? Gentlemen, start <laughs> your engines. <laughs> Go get them, boys. That's it. That's it, my man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but listen, Dave, what a beautiful day we've oh, got wow. here in Las Vegas. You know, this is the start of the playoffs. Eight drivers going for that championship. It's a race within the race. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've got the entire field. But that first week in November, they will crown the NASCAR champion. We've got a couple of great veterans, the leader, Chase Elliott. And he will be a factor here today in the South Point 400. You cannot look past Chase or my old buddy, Denny Hamlin. He's plus 800. You can bet this at the South Point Circa, all the casinos and DraftKings back there in the East Coast. The best way to bet a NASCAR race, Dave, is probably driver against driver. Okay. Now, I think that Denny Hamlin, who does very well at this racetrack, and so I was just checking some of the odds. He's obviously the favorite. Minus 130 Ooh. against young Christopher Bell, who's plus 110. Now, Bell's an interesting story. He's one of the eight finalists. He's a youngster here at NASCAR. 
But this track through the years here in Las Vegas has proven that experience wins races. So I'm sort of pointing toward Denny Hamlin as we go forward. But what a great day. Temperature in the 80s. Tires will hold up. Some of the engines are being fired behind me as they check them out and get ready for the South Point 400. Actually, just between you and me, yeah. it's 400 and a half miles. And a half. I, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, there's, there's an extra half. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> they snuck in a half on you, Brent. But, you know, it's amazing being out here in Las Vegas. Uh, you've seen that Las Vegas now with the NFL, obviously, here, the NHL. You know, rumors maybe LeBron wants to bring an NBA team here. Now you've got NASCAR here with the playoffs in Las Vegas. Can you make a case that not only is it the gaming capital of the world, but it's becoming one of the destination sports cities of America? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it certainly is. When you go to a Raider game, I was there for the Bronco game, there was as much Denver orange mm. in the stands as there was Raider uh, black and silver, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And that's because the visiting fans want to come so badly to see their team play in Las Vegas. This is the ultimate destination. When the schedule comes out in the National Hockey League, how about those Vegas Golden Knights? They start out undefeated. They go up to Seattle. They bury the Kraken last night. They're 3-0, and and you got to get tickets. you got to come on in here and, uh, and see the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile. And listen, the key thing next year, and what is going to make this a worldwide destination, not just U.S., when Formula yes. One comes in here with that race in Las Vegas that will include the strip, Katie, bar the door. I can't even imagine how many thousands it's going to cost just to get one of those premier seats that looks down on the pits when Formula One comes roaring into Las Vegas. You are absolutely right, Dave. But next year with Formula One, not just U.S. destination to come watch games. This will be worldwide. You watch. NCAA will be in oh. here so fast with a championship down the road. <laughs> and you watch the playoffs in football. They'll be right here, too. They know this is where fans want to come to watch sporting events. And they're out here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway today for the South Point 400. Uh, I mean, there's no better Grand Marshal than you, Brent. Again, the, the South Point 400 and a half. They snuck in the half on you. I love that. Uh, Brent, let's get to some of the the NFL uh, picks today, sure. and I know you're still uh, kicking along in Survivor, which is great, so I want to get your pick uh, before we end this conversation, but there's two big games obviously on the docket today, one in the a AFC, mm -hmm. one in the a NFC. Let's go to the AFC game here. I know the Bills still have revenge on the brain from those 13 seconds in the postseason from a year ago, but you know this, Brent, Patrick Mahomes never lost as a home dog. He's a home dog today. What do you make of this great one today? Actually, I'm going against him. I know I don't like to bet against streaks, but I got to tell you something. Buffalo has had this game circled ever since that schedule came out. And mm -hmm. there is one difference between these two teams. The Bills have a better overall defense than the Kansas City Chiefs. As long as I didn't have to give three, and I didn't in the contest, I gave two and a half, I'm going to take the Bills. They were denied a possession in overtime. Mm. The NFL, thankfully, has changed the rules uh, when we get to the playoffs. That was ridiculous. They should have at least had an opportunity to tie that game and go forward. And believe me, they handled it very well. I thought Josh Allen was class all the way. But those guys in that Buffalo locker room, they've been waiting. 
They've been waiting, and now late this afternoon, they get their chance against the Chiefs. And I know how great Patrick Mahomes is. you got the two best quarterbacks in the NFL going against each other. Should be a great game. TV ratings through the roof for that baby. Absolutely. And, Brent, also, I look at that total at 54, and I know that that's going to be, you know, a square public play here for the over. But, really, how do these defenses slow each other down? Now, you mentioned Buffalo having the better one on paper than the Chiefs. Can the Chiefs slow down, Josh? Allen and how do you do that well it's going to be interesting because in the first quarter if he starts getting in for touchdowns and not field goals mm-hmm. beware they will go after that over because Mahomes is going to go either way you want okay Andy Reid probably the best play caller in the National Football League and he did a great job against the Raiders last Monday night I honestly thought that the Kansas City coaching staff was already looking at Buffalo, and that gave the Raiders a great chance to win on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. But here it is, and we shall see what But I wouldn't necessarily pick a low-scoring or a high-scoring game. Honestly, if I wanted to bet the total, I'd wait to see what happens in that first quarter, okay. and then I'd look at the in-game number. I think it's a gr- that's great advice, Brent, out there, because, again, I think a lot of people hop on these things pregame. Wait and see how the flow of the game goes. As you mentioned, if it's right. touchdowns, probably over. Field goals are going to lead to that under. The other big game, obviously, in the NFC is Sunday night football. It's going to be in the city of Brotherly Shove with those Eagles hosting the Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys come in. Cooper Rush looks great, Brent, and it looks like he's going to get at least one more start in Philadelphia. Can this gravy train with Cooper Rush keep going for the boys in Big D? Can you imagine being a sports fan in Philadelphia right now? (laughs) The Phillies, the Phillies are going to play San Diego for the National League Championship. And, oh, by the way, we've got the only unbeaten team in the National Football League. Now, I thought the line should be three, okay? Only because when I look at the Cowboys, forget Cooper Rush for just a second. It's that defense. Mm -hmm. This is a premier defense in the National Football League. They are going to try to keep Jalen Hurts in that pocket. Quinn is going to try to keep him right there so he doesn't get to the edge. He's a great running quarterback, as we all know, and he's an improved passer downfield. So you want to give me the six? I think it's gone to six and a half. I have to play the Cowboys because of the defense. Cooper Rush has done one thing, and he's done it very well. He does not turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. If the Eagles are going to cover that number, they have got to turn Rush over a couple of times, and they may do it. The crowd is going to be electric in Philadelphia. Uh, Great NBC game tonight. Listen, Dave, this is the best week in the NFL schedule so far. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. You've got the Giants at home with the Ravens. You've got the Jets going to Green Bay. You've got a wonderful, wonderful schedule today. You really do. That total, by the way, uh, tonight in Philadelphia is 42, a low total, as you mentioned, though. Cooper Rush probably not going to try to do things, you know, over his skis, if you will, keep everything in front of them and try to maintain down and distance for the Cowboys. It's not a dynamic office in this win streak, but you're right. That defense has been great for the Cowboys. I mentioned Survivor, Brent, and you are one of the few <laughs> still alive. What is your Survivor pick for the day? It was a very difficult choice. It came down to two teams for me. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they face a Pittsburgh Steelers team. I love to bet against teams where there's a cluster of injuries, especially the offensive line or the secondary. And the Steelers today are without Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. They're without their three leading corners. So I think the Bucks are going to feast on that secondary. And it was only an eight point in the contest. Now, Survivor, obviously, I just have to pick the winner. Right. But I like Tampa Bay's schedule going forward. So I went down to Atlanta 
and I'm on the San Francisco oh. 49ers today. The reason why, if you go back historically and look at Coach Shanahan, when he first took over the 49ers, they got destroyed in the East Coast time zone. They couldn't beat anybody, okay? And that's because they'd go east, they go back to San Francisco, they go back east. No more. He goes to the East Coast and stays in that time zone. He's been up at Greenbrier in West Virginia again this year. He's gone to Youngstown. And if you go look at what the 49ers do when they stay in that East Coast time zone, they are lethal in that second game. So I'm going with the 49ers in the Survivor. Oh, by the way, I gave five and a half in the million contest, too. So so we shall see. we shall see what – that's why they call it gambling. That's right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's come down a little bit here, down to four uh, with the Niners. Up. But I, I think that's a solid play. Uh, obviously, it feels like Jimmy G has stabilized that offense here, but that defense might be the best in the entire NFL. Brent, we got about minutes ago as the Grand Marshal of the South Point 400. You've got a perfect day. I don't know if you ordered this weather, but, Brent, you couldn't ask for a better day. Oh, it is just gorgeous out here, Dave, and we're going to have a great race. The playoffs are underway. South Point 400, four years they've been out here. Michael Gunn and his gang. Of course, Brendan was a longtime driver on the NASCAR circuit. They will be here watching this race. And if you want to enjoy it more, you know, Dave, just go with that little head-to-head. Take my man, <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Go ahead and back him today. And I heard that you're giving out autographs as well. So go out and see the Grand Marshal, Brent Musburger. Brent, what a pl- uh, pr- privilege, rather, it is to talk NFL with you, sir. Have a great day as the Grand Marshal of the 400. There he is, everybody, Brent Musburger. We're back with Mike Palm and Derek Stevens in studio here at Circus Sportsbook. It is Brent Mar- Musburger's countdown to kick off on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. 
on the line news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VEASAN Pro Basketball betting guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, who will be on the program shortly. He's going to provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We've also got five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. So sign up today at vsun.com slash subscribe. We continue Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. Look who it is. Derek Stevens, Mike Palm in the house here in, in circuit. And I always say to you guys, like I miss seeing you guys over at South Point predominantly. The energy here on a football Sunday. I mean, as you guys know, there's nothing quite like it. Right, Derek? I mean, I, you got the good football Sunday suit on. I don't know if that's from my Dallas Cowboys, but you look great. <laughs> Well, I haven't been wearing blue for the last week here. I've been wearing a lot of Padres colors, so I had to, I had to go back to my old uh, my old primary color here. But no, you're right. Energy's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's 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 been like that since Thursday. I mean, Thursday was great. Friday last night. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, wow. Friday was good, and last night unbelievable. This energy, this seventh inning. Oh Ooh. my goodness. Well, uh, and then and then football earlier in the day. I mean, Alabama, Tennessee, Michigan, right. Penn State early. It's been not about TCU, Oklahoma State. Oh my, the games were <laughs> insane yesterday. You Utah, just, USC, it to close it off. Unbelievable day and night of football and baseball today. Of course, here we're going to be talking NFL, gentlemen. We'll get to Survivor and millions in a little bit, and the liabilities there. But I want to start off with those two big games and just talking to Brunt Musburger about the Bills and the Chiefs. And he's actually on the Bills side today. And Mike, let me start off with you here. You know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose, never lost as a home dog. He's a home dog today, and yet the public is still seemingly betting the bills. The public and, and Brent Musburger 
give a lot of credence to this Bills team. And, and you see it in the market every week. I mean, they bet them up to 14 last week and they had no sweat <laughs> None. against Pittsburgh. I, I like what, what, uh, uh, what Thomas Gable, though, said on the Lombardi, uh, Lombardi line earlier. If you, if you say that home field at Arrowhead's where it's two and a half. Right. Is Buffalo five on a neutral against the Chiefs? I'm not sure. It's, it's hard to lay this number here. I'm, I'm okay being on the side we need Mahomes. Today. Yeah, and Derek, that's what the book needs today, right? Same thing. And I was listening to uh, Thomas Cable and uh, and Michael and Patrick on the way in as well. And and when Patrick said, "Well, would you make Buffalo a five on a neutral?" My thought was, "Oh, wait a second. Are you really talking about making Buffalo a seven or or eight? seven and a half or eight, eight at home?" That doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, and I also think, you know, home field advantage, um, it's not a static number. There's a little bit of variable there. In a game like this at Arrowhead, I put a little more uh, little more credence on, on the home field advantage at Arrowhead with, with them playing Buffalo. I mean, this is the AFC right here. This feels like it's going to be potentially for home field down, down the stretch. And, again, we saw how that played out last year with these two teams in the 13 seconds that the Buffalo Bills fans and our producer, Stephen Bond, don't want to discuss mm-hmm. any longer. Uh, gentlemen, I look at the total, too, at 54 – uh, Derek, are you seeing any action really come in on that? Because that number's kind of stayed there uh, throughout the week. Yeah, we, you know, we uh, we were at fifty three and a half. We went to fifty four on Thursday. Um, we were at fifty four and a half today. So we're we're going to see we're going to see over money. I mean, it's just when you get Allen and Mahomes going at it, right? <clears throat> at some point, you're going to get buyback. But I wouldn't be surprised if this continues to trickle up. Fifty four and a half to fifty five would be a move I would see I would see coming up a little bit later, probably after the early games kick. But, uh, but so far, it's been over money. And, you know, Brent uh, mentioned that he would wait to the in-game, Mike, a little bit to see how that plays out. Because sometimes the Bills' defense is better than maybe people realize from the playoff team a year ago. But they've also have been banged up. What do you feel about that number of 54, as Derek said, probably going to go up? I'm an under player, and I can't, I can't play the under. No, no. It's, it's, there's too much recency in Washington put up, what, 78 points right. in the AFC championship <laughs> game? I mean, it's how do you get an under in a game like this? It's, it's a drop pass on third down. It's a turnover. When you're in the red zone, stuff like you need the breaks to go your way to keep this game under 54, in yeah, my opinion. I, I'm right there with you. I just don't see how this game, it was kind of like the Alabama-Tennessee game, has this game not in the 30s. That was in the 40s. I think that we're looking at the 30s as well in this one. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about the other big game here before we get to Millions and, and Survivor here at Circa. And that would be in the NFC, and that's the Cowboys against the Eagles. And, Mike, let me start off with you on this one here. I look at this play, and I've seen the, the number go up. As the week's gone on, I don't know if that's because the official announcement that it's not going to be Dak Prescott, the Cowboys going to go to Cooper Rush. He hasn't lost yet, not only 4-0 this year, 5-0 as a starter to begin his NFL career, up to 6.5. Seems like the public still wants to back the last undefeated team. It's interesting because in the contest, uh, in in the Circa Millions 4, the fourth most popular play is the Cowboys, plus a static 6, not even the best of the number. Wow. Uh, And yet we saw the Eagles, the fifth most popular choice in Survivor, and I suggested that. That the Eagles would be a would be a little bit of a sneaky choice this week if you don't want to use the Rams, right? Mm. And it's, the, the, this week is you want to use the Rams or not if you have them available. Right. That's what it's about, and then you go down from here. I don't know if I'm I'm a Cowboys fan too, not as to the extent you are. I feel better that Cooper Rush is playing, really, instead of Dak Prescott in this game in this spot. I think Cooper Rush makes Mike McCarthy and the offensive coaching staff better because they know his capabilities and they know what he can't do. So they managed the game, something they didn't ever do with Dak Prescott. They just call from, you know, this cheesecake factory menu of plays out, try this, try that, throw, 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 throw on the time. And look, this kid has been tremendous. 
He's got the second quickest read time in the NFL. Think about that. That's the hardest thing, transitioning, processing, processing to these NFL defenses. So I see you got to let him keep out there, manage the game, and try to keep it close, see what happens. I love where your head's at there. <laughs> Derek, I'm surprised, though, as public a team as Dallas is, that the number's gone on as the week's gone on. Yeah, I mean, for us, we haven't moved it since Friday. We're, we're, we've been laying 6.5-42. That number's been solid. Obviously, with the late game, <clears throat> 90% of the money hasn't come in yet. Oh, okay. so so it's always a little bit tougher for us at this point, you know, at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific to talk about that late game because you need a few other things to fall before things start moving. But uh, Mike Mike's point is uh, is right on. So so far we've had two way action and we've built a pretty solid base in the game. All right, so that's six and a half right now. Low total of 42. Sunday night football might get cold there in Philadelphia. We don't know what that's like out here in Las Vegas. Uh, let's talk about uh, Survivor and Millions. Let's start off with Survivor. You guys, Mike, you mentioned here how the uh, the Rams are the biggest play of the day, and I'm seeing what 275 entries have come in here on the Rams against the Panthers. Coaching change. Matt Rule is out. Uh, so that's the biggest liability. I guess the book is, well, people in Survivor are rooting for the Panthers that didn't pick the Rams today, right, Derek? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, we don't have a liability here. So yeah, I, yeah. I want, I want, uh, I want our, our, our current circus survivors to survive. You know, we started off the week with 718 uh, uh, entrants that were alive. We are currently down to 712 wow. after, after uh, Thursday night. But, yeah, the Rams are the number one selection with 275 selections. Tampa Bay is second with 123. There's a total of 15 teams that are selected. So we will get we will get a few more knockouts. So the, so, uh, the eligible and, and, and surviving survivors will, uh, will be reduced going into next week. Well, the interesting thing is, Dave, you, you know, you're down to 718 quicker than most would have thought. But if you take the Rams today, why not a little hedge and take the 10 with Carolina and mm. try to win both? That's a pretty nice, big middle, nice middle. <laughs> isn't it? And people talk about, oh, P.J. Walker. You know P.J. Walker is the only quarterback since Cam Newton with a winning record as a starter? Mm-hmm. And has anybody seen Baker Mayfield play? So oh, I'm boy. not sure we're on a huge downgrade here. No, and you, you guys see there, and again, Brent picked the Niners as his survivor pick. Only 60 people have picked uh, San Francisco on the road today against the ATL. By the way, Atlanta's the last undefeated team against yes, the spread right. here at 5-0, and oh, so I wonder if there's any danger there. That number's come down to four. You know, I like the under there, just aside. 49ers are banged up, uh, and I think this is a competitive game. I think Shanahan will play this pretty conservatively there. But Atlanta wants to run the ball, and you saw, you're right, they, they had the better of the play in the second half at Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Let's talk about millions a little bit here, and Derek, what you're seeing with these. Now, again, you guys lock in the numbers on Thursday and the people have to get their picks in by Saturday, correct? That's exactly how that breaks down? Yeah, so you have, you have the ability to jump into a stale line a little bit. That gives a, a little bit of a player advantage. What's interesting is, uh, is, is the Rams was the number one survivor selection, yet the Rams was the least oh. selected team in the millions laying the ten. So nobody wants to lay the points, but they just want them, as you said, Mike, to find that middle, just win, baby. Well... Obviously, the Rams are not the team they were last year. And how many times are you going to get a chance playing in the NFC West to use them again? Right. I think that's what, what people are looking at, Dave. So there it is. And again, those those numbers that you see there, those spreads locked in here at Circa on Thursday. You had to get those selections in. Everybody made their selections. Every time I see no selection, I go, how did you miss a selection? But that seems to happen too often. Three weeks in a row, everybody got their picks in. It's a minor Thank miracle. Goodness. That's, That's the it. story of this year, really. Not the quick knockouts. It's that three weeks in a row, everybody got the picks. Hey, Dave, let me give you a couple of late moves here. This Bring is it. all. These are all moves at Circus Sports uh, in the last hour. We've only, we've only had two. 
and that was the Bucks Steelers game went from 46 to 46 and a half okay. within the last hour. And then the big move has been the, in the Vikings Dolphins game. We were at a three. Now we've gone to a, a three uh, minus the 20. Now we've gone up to a three and a half even. So uh, it's been Vikings money in the last hour. I think maybe Mike Palm, uh, after after talking about this a couple hours ago, is moving some numbers. I think you are, Mike. Skylar Thompson in the quarterback. I never you, liked you him at Kansas him. State. You didn't I like didn't, him. Why, would I, why is he in the pros, Dave? I don't get it. <laughs> if you didn't like him at K-State, you're no. not going to play him as a third-string quarterback today. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, it's great to see you guys. A great contest, Derek, obviously, and Mike, that you guys are running here at Circus Sports. We appreciate it. You're doing the Lord's work, working with the mall 10 hours. I'm so trying. I, right I see what you are putting <laughs> up with. Uh, much more to get to, Johnny Avello and Steve Mackinan coming up next with their numbers when we come back brett musburger's countdown to kickoff here on visa the sports betting network this is brett musburger's countdown to kickoff on visa the sports betting network on Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. Yes, getting ready about 30 minutes away from week six, really uh, kicking off in its entirety. Going to be joined here by Jonathan Von Tobel in studio shortly. Steve Mackinnon's going to join us with his fine numbers as our VC editor. But right now, we welcome back into the program Johnny Avello. He is the DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, great to catch up with you 30 minutes before kick here, uh, East Coast time here, one o'clock uh, on the East Coast. We're seeing some numbers change ever so slightly here. It feels like one of the big line moves, Johnny, so far this week has been the Rams. I saw as high as 11, 11 and a half. Now I'm seeing 10, nine and a half here. A lot of Carolina money. Is that what you're seeing right now at DraftKings? I'm seeing some Carolina money on the side, but on the for the Rams money line, that thing is tied into uh, every teaser, every money line parlay <laughs> uh, with, you know, with some other chalk during the day. So, that game will probably balance out for us on one side or the other, um, you know, needing one side one way, needing another side another way. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the games in the middle as far as betting concern. The bet, the games that are getting bet the most, uh, Minnesota. They love Minnesota. Today. Wow. Um, yeah, and Minnesota now is, you know, up to three, and, uh, three with some strong – actually now three and a half. Mm-hmm. So – that's been a that's been a big push today everywhere uh, side money line um, and but the total under on that one they think it's going to be a uh, you know not a high scoring game but Minnesota rule that's at least the way the betting's coming in yeah you're right Johnny up to three and a half now here for for uh, for Skull on the road that total was 45 Skylar Thompson the third string quarterback uh, is going to start today for Miami I know people might have seen Tua a past concussion protocol he's not playing today uh, looks like he will be back next week uh, Johnny let's get to the big one in the AFC of course today uh, in the four o'clock slate uh, for these coasters and that of course is the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs it's fascinating because just talking to Derek and, and Mike and Brent Musburger uh, early in the program. Boy, this does seem to indicate that the Bills on a neutral field would be five-and-a-half-point favorites as they are favored right now by two-and-a-half. It seems like the public is still backing the Bills on the roadway in the two-and-a-half. That's not true on the five-and-a-half. That would not happen. Okay. But it, that, this line would indicate that because you'd say, okay, we've got to take a, you know some of that, that Kansas City home field advantage built into this. I just think it's a Big push on Buffalo for this particular game. Um, you know, we opened a pick. It's been all Buffalo money. And the, and then the other equation of that game that they love is the over. 
uh, close to 90% of the total wow. money on the over in that one. So, yeah, uh, that thing opened up 54. I think we're up to 50. Not a, not a large movement. 53 and a half up to 54 and a half. So, um, you know, not a large movement, but still seeing a push that way. Yeah, two and a half right now, 54 uh, on that total, a high total. But you're right, the public certainly is going to back the over there, expecting a lot of points at Arrowhead this afternoon. The other lopsided game, at least on paper, we mentioned the Rams. That number has come down to nine and a half. Would be the Buccaneers today. But you normally don't like to, as a better, is lay nine on the road here against the Steelers. Kenny Pickett making his second start. Uh, Johnny, are you getting any pushback with the Steelers here as we get closer and closer to kick? Tiny bit. Uh, we did reach 10 on this game this morning, back to 9.5. So we did get some buyback, but uh, certainly going to need uh, Pittsburgh in this game. I guess they, they saw Pickett last week, didn't perform against one of the top teams in the NFL. They're seeing another top team in the NFL. They're just not believers in him right now. Uh, Johnny, one other uh, game I wanted to ask you for the early slate here. That it's just an interesting line move to me. Is the tick down on the Niners? I'm seeing some fours now as we get closer and closer. That was as high as five and a half uh, earlier in the week. Is does this go into the public being more educated and saying, all right, Atlanta's five and zero oh against the spread here? That the the last undefeated ATS team, or why do you think that money is starting to come in a little bit on Atlanta? This is sharp money coming in. Uh, we're actually down to three and a half now. Oh, wow. Uh, so sharp money's on one side, the public's on the other side. Public is on the 49ers here. So um, even though the line has dropped, we're still going to need Atlanta in this one. Well, one other game here that I think feels tricky, uh, outsider looking in, would be the G-Men today. The Giants getting five and a half against the Ravens. We know the Giants with that huge win last week uh, over in England, now back here in New Jersey for this one against the Ravens. Uh, have you seen a significant movements in this one here? I'm seeing five and a half here for the Giants as a home dog and 45 and a half on the total. Yeah, there's not a lot of movement on this game as far as the side's concerned. But, uh, every, you know, the, all the parlays, same game parlays, everything's tied into Baltimore on this one. Um, you know, the Giants, are they're still not believing in them yet. Uh, and I don't know why. They've done a, you know adequate <laughs> job so far this season. But, you know, Baltimore seems to be one of those teams week in and week out gets the money. Now, Baltimore usually jumps out to a good lead and gives it up late. So, um, you know, we'll see if that's going to be the case here with the with the uh, New York Giant team that has certainly found themselves this year. Uh, Johnny, great point. The Ravens have been a pretty good first half play, but maybe a fade in the second half. Hey, Johnny, appreciate the time and the information. Uh, obviously, over DraftKings as Sportsbook Director. Enjoy the games today, Johnny. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you much. There he is, everybody. Johnny Avello over at DraftKings. It is now time to bring in our recent editor, Steve Mackinan. Does a great job with his numbers here uh, at the network. Steve, great to see you again here on a Sunday as we get closer and closer to kickoff. I want to talk about some of your bet systems and one that you know me enough by now that whenever, whenever it involves the Cowboys here in Sunday Night Football, I want to see what your numbers denote here for this big one. Home field advantage on Sunday Night Football has been big in divisional games as of late with the home team. Oh, wow. Not good news for my Cowboys. Uh, 15 and 6 straight up and an ATS percentage of almost 70% dating as far back as 2019. Not good news for my boys tonight, Steve, with, with the stars in their helmet. Yeah, you mentioned that one. And uh, also, Dave, I, I got to go back to something that Brent uh, brought up on the show last week, my pre bye week system. We got mm-hmm. Philadelphia headed into a bye next week. So Brent brought this up on the show last week. Uh, there was a system indicating uh, teams heading into their bye week against divisional opponents. 
after two wins last week with Houston and Las Vegas, that system is now 43-17 and 17 since 2013. Wow. The home teams heading their bye week, that's going with Philadelphia, too. Philadelphia is also on a six-game pre-bye week winning streak. So you got a couple things going against your Cowboys that are key in uh, relation to the bye week this week. And Steve, because of your numbers last week, that's why I was on the Raiders on Monday Night Football, and those systems cast uh, perfectly if you took the Raiders with the points last week. So again, really not good news, at least uh, historical sense here, dating back to 2019 for the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Let's get to one of your other bet systems and take a quick, uh, quick look ahead, rather, to tomorrow night, because road teams coming off a loss are just 3 and 15 straight up, and ATS, oh my goodness, over just barely over 21% slide in their last 14. That's not good news for Denver. Uh, that's the situational spot for them tomorrow night against the Chargers. Steve, this does not bode well for a team that has been struggling mightily uh, with Russell Wilson, a quarterback. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that if you analyze that particular angle. Now, historically or recently, I guess if you want to call it, uh, it, it hasn't been a real good idea to lay money on Monday night with favorites so uh in fact if you look back in divisional games home teams are only 10 and 12 straight up and 8 and 14 against the spread at home so there's not a whole lot of advantage playing at home on monday night and we know the chargers haven't enjoyed a whole bunch of home field advantage in los angeles as it is so uh i got one more other system that what might actually favor broncos too teams with a better record in monday night games 17 and 13 straight up in the last 30 but just 10 and 20 against the spread so uh, again, another spot where you, it just doesn't make sense to lay a lot of points on Monday night. No, it absolutely does not. Of course, talking to, talking to Steve Mackinan, our recent editor, you can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Steve Mackinan. Steve, I want to talk about one game we haven't talked a lot about yet here on a Countdown to Kickoff, and you know this team very well. That would be the Packers there in the great state of Wisconsin. Interesting number today against the Jets. They're laying seven and a half, coming off that disappointing second half a week ago in England against the Giants. I know you've really broken down those London teams, perhaps. Is there any system play here that you see with the Packers uh, one way or the other against the Jets today? Well, I think the most obvious thing you have to look at here is the Packers under Matt LaFleur. They haven't lost in consecutive weeks mm. in his three-plus season. So uh, they, they have a good knack for bouncing back off of losses in which the public seems to turn against them. And I, you see a lot of that this week after they, they – I want to say they blew that game last week, obviously with their offensive call uh, and maybe what I called complacency when we talked on Wednesday about this. So mm-hmm. um, home field's a lot different. I mean, you got a, a sort of younger Jets team going into Lambeau Field here today, uh, riding high. They're, they're obviously very confident 3-2 and two here. But uh, going into Lambeau Field, unfamiliar territory, a little bit different game for them. Yeah, it feels like it might be a little bit much here for the Jets today, but uh, Robert Sala, ever since he said he was starting to take receipts, he's taking receipts and they're starting <laughs> to win some games for the Jets. Hey, Steve, appreciate it. Always look forward to our weekly conversations on Wednesday on Big Bets with Amal Shaw. Uh, great stuff today. And good luck with your, your systems and with your plays today. That uh, sounds good, Dave. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Steve Mackinan, everybody, our recent editor. You can follow him again on Twitter at Steve Mackinan. All right, we're getting closer. Just 20 minutes to go before we get to kickoff for the 1 o'clock slate in the NFL. When we come back, Jonathan Von Tobel going to be in studio. We're going to go ahead and look at the entire board and race it on down here with every game in the NFL. Come on back. It is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you haven't and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? VEASAN has a mid-season offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99. Get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything VEASAN has to offer, including our 24-7 live shows and subscriber-only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You're also going to get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It is literally the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro. Now, through the Super Bowl, sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here, Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff Dave Ross, along with one of those aforementioned VEASAN talent, Jonathan Von Tobel. That's right. I know you can't wait for the beginning of the NBA season on Tuesday. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I'm also excited for the start of college basketball season, Woo. which starts in a month. So, so let's you, go. That's why you got to be a VEASAN Pro subscriber now to get content to that. Jonathan, you've got great numbers also on the NFL that I want to go through with you. Let's get to some of these games getting ready to kick here uh, in about 15 minutes, as I can't believe it's already week six. You know, this Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh game doesn't feel like a yeah. game that's going to draw a lot of interest on the Pittsburgh side. It did get down to nine. It's fluctuated back up to ten. So you're seeing that money come in here. Is there any case to be made for backing the Steelers getting double digits? Uh, not really, right? When you look at the injury report, it's pretty bad. When you're talking about three corners that aren't going to play here, your top safety that's not going to be available, somebody along the defensive line too. There's just This is a bare-bones crew for their defense, and that's kind of a problem. Now, I will say this. I think if you're building the case, Matt Brown and I talked about this on Friday, mm-hmm. because you would look at this and go, well, the Buccaneers should be able to go in here. They should be able to execute offensively. They should be able to cover this big number. Uh, but remember, they were just held to 21 points against the Atlanta Falcons, who rank at the very bottom five in NFL uh, EPA per play defensively. And they probably should have had at least a shot at losing that game because we know what happened with Grady Jarrett. Right. So I would say, like, especially when you've missed out, right? This was as low as eight in the contest. A lot of, a lot of it, I think, is the number that was used was eight or eight yep. and a half. Like, if you're using it in that regard, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a patch. I used it in a contest, Tampa Bay minus eight. But if we're talking about getting in now at, like, nine and a half or ten when the market's kind of passed you by, I think you either scratch it off or maybe you look at the Steelers. But I would just – there's something wrong with this Bucks offense. The offensive line has not been very good. Right. They're in the mid-20s themselves in EPA per play offensively. It's just something that you don't really have a ton of confidence in. That's a great point. The 21-0 lead last week against Atlanta and kind of put it in sleep mode and almost came back to bite them. So they're yep. not really putting away teams. Uh, very interesting thoughts there. The other uh, road favorite today hasn't moved a ton would be the Ravens here in the Meadowlands against the G-Men. Giants catching 5.5 at home. That that uh, total is 45.5. Any thoughts on this one is for the Ravens who feel like a great first half team and one of the worst second half teams. Yeah, so I I laid four and a half earlier this week with Baltimore. I think there's there's two NFC East teams, and I'll let you guess who the other one is, that, that I think this week are due for like these come-to-Jesus moments yeah. where they've kind of been getting by the skin of their teeth. If you look at their numbers offensively, like for the Giants, it's great that you're 4-1, and one, but what are they, like plus 10 or plus like 11 or something like that with their point differential? You, you could see that there's some clear flaws with this squad. If you look at the metrics, whether it's DVOA or EPA, they are like 17th or lower in those categories. And while Baltimore has its flaws, this is still a team that ranks in the top 10 of a lot of offensive metrics. And they do this, right? If you want the narrative it, like evidence, this is what Baltimore does, right? right. And some of these bad teams, they are able to flex their muscles and kind of at least build leads and do it. And that's the other thing. You talk about these leads they build. They can build leads. It's yeah. just about being able to hold on to them. 
I think at a spot like this where there's some clear indicators that this Giants team is not as good as their record says they are, I think it's a pretty good spot to like come in and lay it. So I laid the four and a half. You're at five and a half right now before it gets to six. Kind of a dead number. If you haven't gotten in on it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't say no if you wanted to still lay it. With yeah, the I, maybe the, the public's going to go, wait a minute, four and one team. They got a better record than the Ravens are catching five and a yeah. half of them. Go inside those numbers. I think you just laid it out why they are now five and a half point favorites. Another surprising team as of late, Robert Sala. Looks like he's got the Jets a little bit, at least heading in the right direction. Packers. Team turmoil this week coming back from England and Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the vibe in the locker room. Right. And you guys can't say this stuff. And now they're going to lay seven and a half against the Jets here. Any danger for the boys uh, up there in Lambeau today? So I here's the thing. So there's there's certain shops that hang up look ahead lines. So you can get an idea of where the market is at on certain teams. And then after the results of the week, then you can see where the market reacts to. The look ahead line for this last week was nine and a half. <laughs> and so now we like we know that there is some sort of a discount here for the Green Bay Packers, at least where the market was prior to this week and prior to the results that we saw over the weekend uh, across the pond. And that leads me to at least I included the Packers on a teaser. I've got a Buccaneers Packers teaser, and I think that's the way to go. You know, tease the Bucks down when they were eight, tease the Packers down at seven. So you get those minus two, minus one, get through the key numbers. Those have not really been paying off this year, but still. Right. But but I think that's for me, that's the way I attacked it. You are clearly getting a market discount clearly the market is either down on Green Bay or upgrading the New York Jets. And I don't want to quit on Green Bay just yet, but I'm not going to like try to fight it and go against the grain and try to lay seven and a half. So instead took a discounted number and teased it down through two key numbers. Yeah, I think that's a smart way to, to attack it, too. And, and again, you, you have to think Green Bay is thinking, well, after that second half we had a week ago, we got to shore things up this week and at least get a win. Yep. Maybe they don't cover the full number, but yes, that, that feels like the right play there. Maybe tease them down. Another number that's interesting to me here as we get closer and closer to kickoff about 10 minutes away, it's the Niners numbers come down here. I know it, the uh, the Falcons are the ATS darlings here, 5-0, and the last yep. undefeated team against the number. Now they're just getting four. So sharp money coming in on the ATL. Is that smart money? Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's money or if it's injury. Because remember, we always have that too. Because Arik Arm has, has said is not playing. Javon Kinlaw is not playing. I believe Nick Bosa about 30 minutes ago or so was ruled out. Oh. So they thought he was going to play. And it looks like he's not going to be available here. We know that Trent Williams is still out too. And you mentioned the against the spread numbers for the Falcons. Keep in mind, like it's not just that the Falcons are covering numbers. I'm, I'm, I have this in front of me. I'll double check. I think right now the Falcons are the eighth best offense in the National Football League right. by EPA numbers. So if you're looking at all of that, you have three key defenders that aren't going to be out there for San Francisco. And this Falcons team, who has operated at a relatively decent level offensively, I think that's why you're starting to see this number come down. It's a mix of money, but it's also injury information that is pushing this number down to where it's at. I, look, at this point, I think it's sailed. Like, if you want to get back the Falcons, you kind of miss the boat on the best number possible. You're getting a really, you're buying at a market high, which you don't want to do. It would be San Francisco or pass. Because I do think when you look at Atlanta, they still are pretty weak defensively. And if Shanahan's going to scheme up something, it's going to be a running attack that, you know, you could play running back and he'll probably scheme up some big holes for you. I think it'd be San Francisco or pass for some, for at this point, but I think injuries are the reason why. All right, running the board, we'll try to get through the rest of them here. Then the Vikings up to three and a half. Skylar Thompson, the quarterback today. Can you make a case for the fish catching three and a half? Oh, I think you can. I used them in a contest. I, I think really, so what this comes down to is Minnesota, first off, narratively, they allow teams, bad teams, to get back into it. Look what they had to do last week just to get a push on a number of seven against Chicago because they blew that lead. They are not a good statistical defense, the Minnesota Vikings. They're in the bottom half of the league in EPA. And I think if you're trusting in Mike McDaniel, it's they run a lot of motion. They run a lot of simple plays to get some easy yardage. They're going to put Skylar Thompson with a week to prepare, by the way, right? That's the difference. Yeah. You're not coming in because we see that a lot. We saw Cooper Rush come in. Or we saw Skylar Thompson come in. In those games, you have to come in a relief. It's a little tougher. The game plan is not geared to you. Now right. it's going to be. And McDaniel's a pretty good offensive mind, especially when you're talking like three and a half. I think there is a case to be made here for this Vikings team to kind of 
as they usually do, stick around with bad opponents and the, the Dolphins to kind of scheme up something simple for Thompson. Bengals laying three on the road today against the Saints. We know we got quarterback issues. Jameis Winston yep. still out for New Orleans. Uh, this is the revenge game for Andy Dalton. What do you make of this number here? Another road favorite. So I think that there's no statistical difference or number difference between um, Andy Dalton and, and Jameis Winston at this point. They're the same quarterback. So there's no real difference there when it comes to the number. The problem is Deontay Hardy, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, Peyton Turner all aren't going to play here for New Orleans. Mm. That that's the problem. And so I actually wanted to make the case for the Saints, uh, but the, the second the injury report started coming out earlier in the week, I was like, I can't, because I think the Bengals are a little overvalued. If you say Bengals, the first thing you think is offense, they're actually not that explosive. No. They're pretty average in terms of a lot of their metrics. I think that's kind of the problem with, New Orleans, with the, uh, the Bengals, but I don't want to go to war with a team that is just littered with injuries at its most important position, by the way, uh, which is wide receiver. Uh, Bailey Zappi going to get the start again yep. for the Patriots today. They're catching three against the Browns. What do you make of this interesting game? So I'll say this. So last week, I, I bet the Lions-Patriots game over the total because I thought that the Lions were going to be able to do what they wanted to do offensively. The, the, the Patriots don't grade out as good defense. But Bill Belichick was Bill Belichick, and he bottled up a simplistic offense. And that's what gives me pause with backing the Browns. I had them on my short list, but ultimately didn't bet them or use them in a contest because there is part of me that thinks that Belichick can still scheme up something here in a very run-oriented attack to kind of make this a little bit more one-dimensional for his old quarterback, Code Reset, and I wonder if that's going to be a problem for them. So ultimately, I stayed off of this because Belichick showed little Belichick signs last week against the, uh, the Lions. All right, 90 seconds. We'll try to get through them. Colts. Laying one and a half yeah. against the Jags. What do you think of this one? I mean, it's kind of a discount. Remember, they were laying three and a half, what, two weeks ago right. against a similarly rated team in the Titans. I just, you can't, until you see something offensively with Indianapolis, why would you believe that it's actually going to happen? Uh, that's, I think that's a pretty simple handicap. Against the Jags, by the way, it's top 10 in EPA per play defensively. It's pretty good. And now you're getting two here with the Jags before kickoff. Rams, we talked about this number coming down a little bit. Nine and a half. P.J. Walker in the quarterback for the Panthers. I'll just say this quickly. We saw this number get to 11 at one point this week because Baker Mayfield wasn't going to play and Matt Rule got fired. But Baker Mayfield <laughs> is the second worst quarterback in the NFL and Matt Rule stinks. Why would they get worse? Because those two aren't going to be available, you know? Seahawks catching two and a half at home against the Cardinals? I bet the Seahawks, man. I think that offense is real. They're facing the worst secondary in the National Football League by a lot of grading metrics. I think Geno Smith deserves a little bit more respect here. We can do it. 40 seconds to go. Bills, two and a half on the road, 54 the total against the Chiefs. Give me the Bills. I didn't bet this, but they can rush forward. They can pressure with those forward playback coverage, which is really something that bothered Mahomes. I think they're in a pretty good spot here against Kansas City. Cowboys, six and a half, total of 42 against the Eagles. I told you there was two NFC teams. I knew it. It's the Cowboys, man. Cooper Rush stinks. <laughs> Stop with this narrative. He's not good, and they're going to wake up this week. Put some respect on Cooper Rush's name. J JVT, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate Thanks, you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, great to have Jonathan Von Tobel in studio, of course, Brent Musburger. He is the Grand Marshal today out there at the South Point 400. Brent is back next week for Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.